Hey, welcome to Educational Research Podcast. My name is Chris. I am your host. Uh, today we'll be talking about developmental disabilities and I will be looking at um, promoting uh, social emotional well-being of students with developmental disabilities. Uh, I, will be, I will also look at how successful intervention differ among uh, students with developmental disabilities. That is, if they differ at all. And then we'll look at the uh, role of cognitive science research in educational policy and um, practice. So I want you to sit back, relax, and enjoy our episode today. I'll be back after this short break. All right, welcome back. So many studies have found developmental disabilities as a lifelong condition that is caused by an impairment in physical learning, language or behavioral areas of a person okay and any child who has been diagnosed with a developmental disability would require support to address behavioral and or developmental challenges so it's one or the other or both okay and according to the center for disease control and prevention the cdc uh, a developmental disability uh, like fetal alcohol syndrome, fetal alcohol syndrome is known to be caused by alcohol intake during pregnancy, as the name suggests. However, most developmental disabilities have no known cause or causes um, because they are believed to be caused by different factors like the genetics, our parental health, and behavior during pregnancy. Um, such as smoking and drinking, um, complications during birth, infections uh, mothers might have experienced during pregnancy, or even exposing babies to environmental toxins are uh, all believed to cause developmental disabilities. And why do we need to know about this? Okay, one reason for studying social emotional development of students with developmental disabilities is that impairment of any cognition domain could lead to learning difficulties in academic and non-academic areas all right and so this reason makes knowledge about the different parts of the brain or the different parts of the mind very critical as it makes supporting the learning and social emotional development of students with developmental disabilities are possible so it's very important that we know so that we are able to support um, when uh, need be okay so it's very important all right uh, let's go for another break I'll be right back all right welcome back so now we want to look at how interventions differ in social emotional well-being uh, okay let me take this again we want to look at how successful intervention in social emotional well-being differ among students with developmental disabilities compared to students without disabilities. Uh, do they even differ at all? Okay, now the newspaper Advocate published an article uh, with a title Together oh, in School Together but not learning at the same rate. In school together but not learning at the same rate. I believe this is a title uh, educators, researchers, parents would all. Uh, relate uh, with because um, 
students are stud- not just uh, neurodiverse students, but all students learn at a different rate. I mean, as a teacher, I can say for a fact that students are not going to learn at the same level. Never, it's never going to happen. Um, but when certain conditions are, are present or are, are provided, all students can learn. I mean, at the level of their strength, okay. Well, there's going to be the differences. This is why education boards have streams for academic trade and all the other streams that uh, they have. They know definitely that all students are not the same. But when we provide the same, uh, when we provide the atmosphere, the good environment, a relationship, good connections, um, when students feel at home, they are going to do their best. And they're going to be able to uh, succeed according to their um, their strength, okay, their own strength. And uh, okay, so no news, no two students are the same or could be rich at the same uh, with the same approach. Creating a particular classroom environment could increase learning and the development of social emotional skills for both students with developmental disabilities and those without disabilities. So every child, like I said, every child can learn when uh, when there's a, there's a, there's there's a good grounds for them to learn. Okay, when the classroom premise. So, um, in other words, we are saying that uh, when 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 the conditions are right, or good strategies or conditions are good for all students. That's how I will put this simply. And so, uh, a strategy like a, the universal design for instruction, it's one that educators can use to promote, I mean, all kinds of skills, whether social, emotional, or any kind. Okay, and the universal design for instruction, it's basically what it does is, all it, it provides uh, students a voice, okay, um, whatever tool they are comfortable with. And this this is a strategy that combines both neuroscience and uh, learning. Okay, to provide students with different approaches uh, to be engaged. So students are given the opportunity to learn in different formats, whether video, audio, all the technology, pencil, paper, whatever works for them. And then they are also given the opportunity to um, present their learning in the different formats. So how does this? How is this going to give somebody an advantage over the other? because he's neurodiverse. It's not going to do that. But what happens is that at some point, just as we have the tier one intervention, the tier interventions, the right to intervention, yeah. The, 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 at some point, a, a student or a child with a, who is neurodiverse might need more, okay? An example is uh, sign language or maybe uh, learning Braille. These are additional requirements that a child would uh, or a student with uh, a student who is neurodiverse or a student who is uh, who a student with development a developmental disability might need but that that doesn't uh, stop them from learning at the same level so really uh, from these strategies I'm, 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 I can see that there is no there's no much of a difference in the in the sense okay that if we give it to them based on their strength they are going to be able to achieve uh, what is ex- expected or what is required of them they might just need extra uh, support but there is no um, 
a difference in a successful intervention so whatever uh, students without disability uh, disabilities are receiving to succeed when students with the developmental disabilities receive based on their 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 strength when they receive what they can work with they are also going to be successful right does that make sense okay so now uh, we'll take a quick break and then we'll be right back let's take a quick break and then okay now welcome back to ed neuroscience for those of you who are just joining uh my name is chris and on this show on this podcast we are bridging a gap between uh educators and researchers okay our education and research we we what we, we try to do on this show is to let uh, these parties know that they are actually on the same team all right, so thank you for joining and thank you for tuning in. Um, we are on um, uh, now the, the research, how does or how is research in cognitive science applicable to education policy and practice? Okay, now here is the response. Research in cognitive science can help policymakers and educators make evidence-based decision that will improve learning outcome in the social emotional development of students with developmental disabilities now i'm back here with my uh, focus on students with developmental disabilities okay I'm, I'm back now i'm not comparing them just them so first the work on neuroprocessing or neuroprocesses during learning and thinking has led to discovering the principle of planning instructional approaches that allow students to apply their knowledge in different environments so this finding uh, could guide educators to teach the essential social or self-regulatory skills required for life outside of school as such a school will, will generally help teachers to teach students what is necessary okay if there's something in the syllabus that is unnecessary or that is not going to be useful to the student outside of school there is no point uh, to waste anybody's time just go on targeted uh, um, goals and support students uh, to succeed and this is made possible through uh, cognitive science research okay now let's see another um, well so in that in that in that a quick one whether using technology or teaching a set of skills emphasis should always be on uh, relevance of the material or the knowledge you are teaching to students in his own environment so as i said if it's not necessary you don't teach it all right now let's let's go on it will also increase students such teaching students what they need and what they can relate to actually motivates them okay it motivates students um to even learn because they are excited this is something that is practical they are not learning um stuff about mass when they live on earth right yeah i'm not saying <laughs> studying things about mass is not important but here we go on targeted goals to help students succeed okay so finally this study concludes that this study about uh the the the, the researchers who did this study they concluded they also made a point that assessment defines the education we get ultimately the need for continuous evaluation of learning will help educators track progress right 
Because, I mean, what would be the point if you don't assess? There has to be assessment. Both are formative and summative assessment to help teachers make decisions along the way. And there's a great uh, amount of research in cognitive science that supports assessment, which teachers cannot do without, by the way. But it is true assessment that we know where everyone is and how exactly what they need uh, to succeed. All right, so secondly, studies have touted uh, the neurodiverse approach, approach to increase learning inequality, okay? Using the neurodiversity approach um, or looking at students based on their strength, okay, a strength-based approach that values the experiences and neurodiverse experiences that neurodiverse students bring to school will promote self-worth and increase social emotional development. Because now we are not we are not treating students as people who are coming with no knowledge, right? We are teaching we are treating students as um, people who are coming with experience and who have had encounters and who have uh, some knowledge, something to offer. And you know, placing such value on students will help them, will encourage them to learn. Okay, I think we should take a quick break before we go on our, our conclusion. All right, uh, welcome back. Now, the implication of avoiding a deficit approach, a deficit approach of uh, uh, instruction or um, working as educators is that um, now teachers become guides to uh, student learning. So I see the student as somebody who is already on his way somewhere, and then I am guiding him in his journey or in his learning journey. So I'm not, I'm not fixing anything. I'm, I'm building the student up based on his own skills. I'm supporting them, providing the necessary tools and uh, guidelines that they need. Same as clinicians, they, will, they, will, they are not coming to fix students, but they are helping nurture them, nurture their skill and their talent. And um, studies believe that this such an approach will even uh, help researchers also shaping their focus. Okay, it will shaping their focus from deficit based to more of a uh, strength based research. Okay, so in conclusion, one of the ways uh, educators, one of the ways or the way forward is that educators will work with researchers all the way okay educators and researchers will work will work all the way but the what i'm working on it's uh it's going to affect a teacher i need to bring them on board to listen to what they have to say to hear their suggestions and their recommendations to listen to their experiences so that whatever uh, tool i come up with through my research will be relevant to their um classroom and so my friends I'm so glad that you joined me today. Uh, until I come your way again another day, have a wonderful day. Thank you for tuning in to Educational Research. Once again, I have, this has been your host, Chris. Have a wonderful day.